Welcome back to the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg back in action again. I know we've been gone for a while and I sincerely apologize. Things have been wild and crazy, but we have so much to talk about. So many games have come out and we're going to start with the game that brought us to the dance. The namesake of this podcast, we're going to talk about the newest addition to the Mortal Kombat franchise, Mortal Kombat 1. And to help me walk down this bloody path, I have brought on the one, the only Lobo Berry Crunch. Yeah. Lobo Berry Crunch has joined me in the booth today. How are you doing today, bro? Man, I'm I'm fantastic. I've had some I've had some fun time playing this game. I, I've we've had a lot of stuff come out for it. We have plenty of time to go through. Pretty much like the the nitty gritty that we need to. Um, so I mean, I feel like we're past the point of like warning about spoilers. I think let's talk. Let's talk about it. Yes, let's talk about it. But I think we should warn about spoilers anyway. So, spoiler alert for the story mode and other gameplay things in general. Um, I'm not sure why you would be hiding actual gameplay from yourself. But as far as story bits go, there may be spoilers here. Um, but anyway. I was worried at first um, about waiting so long to do an actual like kind of review of Mortal Kombat 1 because you know it's been out for a couple months now. Came out what in October? It did, yeah. Um, usually we try to do things more punctually than that. However, this game has been so turbulent <laughs> with its like patches and just the the general balance of the game and all of its fun little bells and whistles. Um, that I feel like waiting this long actually kind of played to our favor um, because we have a lot to talk about for one and two the game has already gone through some major changes in, in what what we're seeing um, so I just want to ask you Lobo what is your general overall feelings towards Mortal Kombat 1 so I know we talked about like the excitement around it and obviously concerns um our wish lists of things that we want to see things we don't want to see back i think generally it it kind of hit hit where it needed to be um i feel like we hit a good medium of a lot of things as far as the wish list um the story itself very captivating i, I love the story it, it has elements in there that i kind of was like ah, i can't believe they kind of went that route but still very enjoyable the cast of characters, um, I really don't have any complaints about anybody, except Natara. I don't like Natara, but anyway, we'll go back to that later. Um, <laughs> but as far as, I, I know I'm not the only one out there, so it's fine. Um, but generally, like, it's funny because playing this game, um, I think I've enjoyed going through the story and playing as multiple different characters that I originally had no intention of playing. Um, some characters surprised me more than others that I thought were more enjoyable than others. Um, and just the aesthetics of like just the way they... It's very rewarding. It's it's fun. The combat is great. Uh, the, the fatalities and the brutalities are fun. The cameo system 
is a lot more a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I, I had some doubts for the cameo system here and there, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this is really cool because it's very much a great way to kind of like take this game, bring it into like a newer age of like uh, fighting games, and I, I I I can't really say anything more than that. I mean, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Way better than MK11. Way better. Definitely way better than MK11, in in my opinion. It's just more fun overall. It's just a more fun game, um, so long as your expectations are in check. Um, it's it's more. It's definitely more kinetic. It's more jumpy. It's fast. This game is fast. Um, it's not nearly as grounded as MK11. MK11, I felt like I had glue on my feet. The way you moved, it jumped, and just did anything at all. Mortal Kombat 1 feels way more fluid, and I can say Mortal Kombat 1 is far more degenerate than MK11 was. This game is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 is a, a fucked up game, and usually I only say a game is fucked up. Um, games like Marvel vs. Capcom or Arxis games are usually fucked up. Um, not in, in a quality standpoint, but just the things you could do to your opponent or have your opponent do to you. It's fucked up. Yeah, it can, get, um, it can get a little. It can get a little disrespectful. Okay. Yeah, MK1 is, is big, uh, big disrespectful. But I really love it. Um, um, the gameplay is fun. Like I said, if you keep your expectations in check, you know, because some things are really, really. We'll get to balance a little bit later. Um, uh, but just overall, yeah, I'm having a good time uh, playing this game. I love the roster. I think this roster is really solid how do you feel about just like their choice of characters i mean we definitely got a lot of fan favorites still here you know we got our sub-zero we got our scorpion um but then we saw like like obviously smoke's return the 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 praised and and most sought after reptile has finally reptile made his comeback has returned he has come back to me like love it you love to see it um, characters like Havoc, Ashura made the cut too, which is really cool to see those. A lot of those characters that ha we haven't seen probably in a while kind of come back in here. Um, the the rework with a lot of the story with a lot of characters and even the gameplay with a lot of them. I mean, obviously with like Johnny not having his force energy, but obviously adapting in different ways. Um, I feel like Kenshi definitely has a better like feel with the the swordsman play, a spell with the uh, the magic swordsman style. Uh, Baraka, like, you know, just, I still feel like he still retains a lot of the brutal nature that he's always had, but it kind of feels like they mixed him up a little bit, gave him a little more aerial game, which I like. Uh, it just, it just feels naturally like, like, like an evolution, if that's the best way to put it. The game has evolved in a way to make sure that it's not saying it's not going to be stale anytime soon. And as you said, they keep adding new things to it balancing things that need to be balanced and it it makes me feel like i'm i'm happy that this game came out the way it did um the roster has pretty much everyone i i asked for i mean like i said i got i got my boy smoke back you know i i, I got reptile back well we both got reptile back because we both been i think if anybody especially you you've been like a heavy like nah i'm not i'm not getting hype on nothing until i see i see the scaly boy back this game would not have been a day one release uh, they went by i'm sorry without reptile at this point i would have been so frustrated yeah and it definitely they did a they did a great job on him i think if anybody i think he's got like one of the best comebacks in, in the entirety of the game 
especially the story, the gameplay, just he generally is a great character. He's so yeah. fun. Yeah, as far as as far as like the story goes, it's crazy that Reptile and Baraka both are super fleshed out, super compelling characters in the story. Cause these two went from legitimate jobbers who had nothing more nothing better to do than to lose. And now they have full character arcs. They actually have interpersonal relationships with other characters that isn't just following orders from them. Um, they have compelling backstories now. Actual backstories, not just like where they come from. Um, and you see that with a lot of other characters too, like the aforementioned um, Havoc. His backstory got changed a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say for the better. Um, I'm not a big fan of how they changed him. Um, but they did change him pretty significantly, and you know some people like where where they went with Havoc, um, and you know we had already made you know the spoiler alert, uh, making Havoc Dairu from Deception. I thought was yep. I thought that was genius. I thought that was legitimately genius because Dairu was such a nothing character. He might be the most nothing character Nether not Netherrealm um, Mortal Mortal Kombat has ever had. And Havoc was one of the most interesting characters, and they ha they already had a relationship, being both kind of hating Order Realm for their own reasons, mm -hmm. and making them the same character in the way in the way that they did. I thought was like a stroke of like whoever came up with that, like needs a raise for sure. Nah, I agree with that. It just like everybody's story just came out in a great way. Like, obviously, again, spoiler alert. Um, we don't have Hanzo Asashi as our scorpion. We have uh, Kwai Yang as our scorpion, which obviously we saw the story lead into the separation of Sub-Zero and Scorpion in this with Sub-Zero obviously defecting to the bad side. So Scorpion uh, staying on the side of a good and establishing his Shirai Ryu now, which is great. We get to see him. He is now the head of the Shirai Ryu and the one that originally establishes it. And we see Smoke joining his side. Like, it it just did a great job. Um, now, personally, me, I was expecting eventually, like, obviously, the typical MK kill-off of Sub-Zero. Kwai Liang becomes Sub-Zero. And then we see um, the original Sub-Zero Bihan eventually turn into Noob. But I'm, I'm kind of weirdly happy we didn't get that in this story. I think the watching the progression of the brothers... Like, the, the little triangle between him, Smoke, and Sub-Zero kind of just slowly develop into this breakdown between the brothers. And then seeing the two non-Blood brothers make that piece, that to me still kind of gives us a callback to the original, uh, like, Hanzo and Kwai Liang's relationship from the other MK games. So we still got that, we still got that bromance just with two different characters, and we still got to see... Um, how does the brothers break down and we got to see how Kwai Liang gets his scar in this game which I'm not gonna lie that threw me the hell off <laughs> I was not expecting it to be his own brother it's um it's funny that you have like so much reverence um for the way that played out because I'm actually in the opposite camp I'm actually very frustrated with the way they're treat they treated Bihan in this story um, I really, really am kind of tired of Netherrealm pretending like Bihan was evil when he was not evil. He was just, well, and, he was just no, used. 
Like, not only was he, he wasn't even used here. He was just dumb. Well, I know. In this he, one, like, yeah. He, like, fell for, he, like, fell, like, to, to, for these, like, not tricks, but he just believed them straight up. Yeah, I, I, what I wanted out of Bihan, I think, was them to respect the fact that he was cold for sure, no pun intended. He was definitely the most cold. He was the coldest character. Um, not talking about temperature. Um, but he wasn't dumb and evil. He wasn't just like, I'm just waiting to do an evil thing. He had his reasons for things, and he only started spouting evil, aggressive stuff when he was turned into Noob Saibot. And what I wanted out of Bihan for this story, it wasn't, no, nothing told me that this is how it would play out, but after watching it play out, what I wish they would have done, I guess is better, is have Bihan like be more balanced, actually not just be blatantly evil, have his reasons, um, just have like more reasons for what he does. And then, then he takes on the more evil traits uh, when he becomes Noob Saibot. Or have him just kind of be more, more like virtuous, uh, but still colder than like, um, than Kwai Liang was. Mm. Um, the new Kwai Liang, you know, the Scorpion Kwai Liang. Um, but then he, f he goes on like the same journey as Scorpion, where he gets killed and turned into Noob Saibot and becomes like what Scorpion was for a while before he got his own freedom. Okay, I can see what you're saying. So you kind of were hoping like the opposite of uh, the opposite way around. Yeah, because I'm I'm tired of them pretending like Noob Saibot and Scorpion don't have a relationship. I mean, they do cuz I mean, Scorpion kills him at one point. So. There's no more direct relationship <laughs> than Scorpion and Noob Saibot and they never really have any dramatic stakes with one another. And I was hoping to see that from this game. Since we saw like the we saw like the, the the leaked list of DLC characters, leaky spoilers, and Noob Saibot was on that list. And who else was on that list? We is Ermac and Quan Chi, who both had prominent roles in the story. So I'm like, okay. Well Quan Chi showed up mad early in this game. So are we gonna see Noob Saibot? Does Bihan become Noob Saibot right here in this story? What's gonna happen? But then he doesn't, Bihan is just dumb and evil and betrays his brother um pretends like they didn't ha like have this full-blown relationship now i can i can see your point um i, I can see that and i think i would have liked to see that route too i think for me it was more of the like they already kind of like slowly hinted that obviously like he had this growing frustration with the way the the linkway was being run and he didn't like the idea that they were basically kind of like guardians of the earth rather than like assassins. He just, all he cared about is power. So, I mean, I guess for me, like I said, like I, I enjoyed watching the slow breakdown, obviously because Kuala Yang is obviously, he was my Sub-Zero. Like obviously we started with Bihan. I, I've been playing since the beginning. Obviously we've covered those, uh, those uh, points in the other episodes. And obviously started with Bihan, obviously as my Sub-Zero, but then obviously Kwan Yang becomes Sub-Zero. And obviously Kwan Yang is the one I like of the two brothers the most. So for me, like, I will admit, like, hearing that Kwan Yang was not going to be Sub-Zero... <laughs> pardon me. Um, 
it um it made me feel a little weird i um i was like you know what this is a really weird path but you know what i'll i'll give it a shot i'm willing to give it a shot i was i will say i was more hoping for the the reveal that hanzo was going to be scorpion still so that hanzo and bihan were going to kind of be brothers and then maybe it was possible that smoke was going to be um Liang or we just get Liang later on i don't know i mean obviously we were told that this game is going to have more dlc later we're going to have more story-based dlc who knows what's going to come out of that i will say for me i am more or less satisfied with the way things went uh but i am curious to see how things progress when sub-zero eventually becomes noob or if it's possible if he doesn't become noob and someone else becomes noob i mean i don't know that's true. Well, we didn't have a story DLC tease, so maybe some shit will happen there. Yeah, or it'll be a Sub-Zero from another timeline, which would be the lamest thing they could do. I, I, I hope that's not what the case is. Yeah. I have questions about Takeda. Obviously, he's obviously a DLC character. Yeah, he's a DLC also. So I'm curious of how he's going to play in this because clearly he's a Shirai Ryu um, member and I'm wondering obviously like how he even fits here we'll find out at this point there's no sense in speculating yeah really isn't um so let's take a detour from the story and I want to get back onto the gameplay um what hold on so, Mortal Kombat 1's big draw this time around is the cameo system. Where they take, I want I was going to say some C, C-list, D-list characters, but with Sonya and Kano and Jax, all cameos, Sonya and, Sonya at least, is, no, and, and Kano are like S-tier Mortal Kombat characters. Mm-hmm, I agree with that. Um, they're like S-list or whatever, however you want to measure it. They're like S-list. They're like, wow, they missed the whole, they missed the game as a playable appearance. That's strange. Um, but they are cameos. How did, so, so with such a varied list of characters as cameos, how do you feel about the system as a whole? I think the system is a lot more, um, it, it adds a lot more gameplay elements to the, it allows you to kind of like mix things up with each character, which is really cool. Because obviously each cameo has like multiple different attacks that they can do to assist you. And those attacks could allow you to string your combos in a very different way. Um, so taking characters like Cyrax, for example, who has the capture ability, but also has like the ability to like knock people into the air and keep them into the air. So you can kind of get those air combos into the ground. Uh, I think that it's it's fun. It is fun. Now, obviously, some characters will have better cameo abilities than others. Some characters may have more abilities that feel a little more broken than others. But, yeah. I mean, that's that's the beauty of the that's the beauty of these games, though. I mean, we they start out, we see what the problems are, and obviously, the games will get patched as time goes on, so we don't have to worry about them being permanently like that. Um, but I mean. Sometimes I like just picking cameo characters that I don't really have any experience with just to see what they can do and how they can kind of flow into my characters. I, yeah. I enjoy it. No, no, I, I agree with you there. Because that's kind of the fun. The cameos, like you said earlier in this episode, um, excuse me, um, the cameos were more fun and 
interactive than I thought they would be. I thought it'd just be like an assist system where it's just like, oh, do this combo, and then in the middle of the combo, hit your assist button, and your assist comes out and helps you extend the combo. But it actually does go a little bit deeper than that. Um, I'm not sure which cameos you're using right now, um, but with Reptile, he's very, like, he's a very, and we'll touch on this in the balance section of our discussion, he's a very incomplete character, in my opinion. He can get, he can get the job done, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's unplayable. But when you look at what some of the other characters can do, he does not have those options, just flat out. Um, so he relies on his cameos a lot, so I have been experimenting with a lot of different cameos to see exactly where the biggest holes in his gameplay are. I've, I've gone from a Frost cameo um, to help with um, like pressure. Um, I've gone with um, a, a Sector I've had for a long time, uh, the Sector cameo. You know, that helps also with pressure. You get get a hard knockdown, go into missile launch, and they got to hold the missile while you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but I've been experimenting a lot with Motaro ever since they buffed him, and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that in just a second. Um, so it's, it's fun to try out all of these cameos, because you never know how they're going to interact with your main playable character. Definitely. Um, so I've been playing around with Serena because she has those uh, the projectiles. Uh, like there's two of them, and it kind of pulls back, so it gives you kind of like not only the ability to get a like a like a projectile attack off from a distance, but also kind of like temporarily stun them so that you can kind of move in if you need to. Um, Jax, obviously with his grapples, definitely helpful. Um, my main one I've been using more or less is going to be Cyrax. Um, his capture web and his uh his ability to kind of knock them into the air with that uh like that spiral like oh, the helicopter yeah that, that that's been very very helpful and uh scorpion definitely with his uh his ability to pull characters away out of danger that's that definitely cool helped I, I can't lie i thought that was a lot cooler than i thought it was yeah that shit is neat no doubt um i am curious i might start playing with shurjinko too because i know he's got some interesting <laughs> stuff to do i know it sounds silly but um uh, and also Kung Lao, his ability to teleport back and forth. Ooh, Kung Lao, he's the menace running around right now with his low hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but since we're we're on cameos, and we're probably on cameos for a while, since it's like pretty much like sixty percent of the game. Um, I brought up in the beginning of the podcast about being happy that we kind of delayed this episode, um, for them to make some like changes. And the reason why I say that is because when the game came out, of course, it's a new Mortal Kombat game. I was like high on life. Wow, this is Mortal Kombat 1 and Reptiles in it? Get at me. Um, so it would have been a really honeymoon phasey type of type of episode where I'm just like, this game is perfect. It's the best MK ever. Um, that's just how I, this is how hype I get about um, certain things. Um, but then like eventually that hypeness kind of wore off and the game kind of started to become a little less fun because it became it became really um homogenized really really fast it, there became a a really 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 small like singularity of characters that i started to run into and became really frustrating you started to run into cyrax almost exclusively as people's cameos mm -hmm. um and the you know the top tier characters of course with cyrax uh when that was running around that was the vanilla mk1 um but then they 
nerfed a bunch of stuff and it made the game feel like like less because all the shit that was weak was still very weak but now there was just more weak things instead of more powerful things and at that point i was like mortal kombat's in trouble this game is in trouble uh they they need to make changes they need to do something fast like real real fast and we held that for a while we're all just fighting the same cameo which is now which was um kun lao with his low hat that was almost exclusively all i was fighting on combat league which is this character plus kun lao that character plus kun lao um i was like okay so we went from cyrax to kun lao what are you guys gonna do about this we're just gonna nerf kun lao and then we're gonna deal with who who next striker yeah right um but then they did something crazy which got me really excited again hence while we're on the podcast they buffed a bunch of cameos like just buffed them not only, i'm not sure if they nerfed anything significantly i'm sure they did but i was just so focused on all the buffed cameos i'm like yo netherrealm's really listening to us right now i'm not used to fighting games really really listening to us like this but everyone was saying you need to stop nerfing shit stop don't don't nerf stop nerfing stuff there is way too many weak things in here for you to be worried about nerfing strong things you need to buff up some of these weak things if you want people to stop using the strong things and they fucking did it they they bought a bunch of stuff so now i'm playing with like this new excitement i'm actually able to use some other cameos because they can do more i don't have to rely on just like um like combo extender cameos i can actually use mataro to get plus frames i can use use him to teleport do like teleport combos and stuff like that i can i could set like his fucking uh turret down and, and start doing my own pressure and stuff it's really cool because i wasn't that strong before so you were just making yourself weak if you weren't using the strongest cameos but now since it, a lot of them are actually playable the game just feels bigger now how do you how do you feel about that it definitely feels better um, and I think that, that you touched on the biggest part was that they're listening. And that's what makes me happy because honestly, I feel like they, like obviously with everything with MK11, I feel like they did everything opposite of what the fans were asking for. You know, we didn't get the characters that we were looking for. We didn't get the characters um, that we wished, could, like, you know, we got more, I felt like there was more focus on characters that literally no one was asking about really. Um, with that, maybe the exception of like Melina, which you know she didn't end up coming until like near the the final, uh, you know, pa- character character pass in that game. Yeah. So it was like she she came at the very tail end of that game when the game was on and, its way out. Yeah, and it's like, and obviously at that time they were probably already working on MK1, so it was yeah. like she was already like joining at a time where everyone was already like, well, we're not really into this game anymore. And then they obviously added the. The whole like story uh, DLC expansion, which I still felt was so late in the game that no one really cared. Listen, I I I was working at a we'll say certain game store at the time, and <laughs> when I saw that character pass come out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I saw the game significantly drop from a sixty dollar game to a thirty dollar game, and then the the DLC pack added with the game was only ten dollars for the one that comes with everything. I was like, oh god, this game is done. This game is over. That's it. It's ran its course. And honestly... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I bought the MK Complete Edition on PS5. 
brand new for $25. $25, bro. God damn. I spent more on the core game when it first came out. <laughs> and that's that's wild to me. And I was like, damn. But again, like you said, they were not listening. But in this one, it seems like they definitely are. We got characters that we were asking about. We got the cameo characters people were like, you know, probably requesting more, wondering like, hey, when certain characters coming in. I thought that if you were a character already in the game, we were not going to see a cameo version of your character. I was wrong. Because obviously we have Sub-Zero in the game and we have Sub-Zero cameo. We have Scorpion in the game and Scorpion camo. You know, and like... And Kung Lao. And, and Kung Lao. Kung Lao's another one. And we obviously don't know if any of the other characters will be making a comeback, but that's yeah, a possibility. Was. We could see Kano come back and Kano Kano. You know, who knows? But definitely uh, definitely happy to see like the, uh, the, in, the things getting fixed with the characters. Um... The other thing too is that they they also I guess are like they're sorta of listening, but I still feel like they're still hitting the mark on this one is the invasion uh the movement system in there. Oh, we'll, yes. come, we'll we'll talk about that when we're we're past this part, but yeah, like I will say they're they're getting there. Um it's definitely better than what we were dealing with in the original MK uh, eleven systems. Um I, I'm just happy that they're actually like trying to make sure they keep this game alive. Because I will agree with you, like, yeah, when I when, we, when I first got the game, we dropped, you and me played a couple matches ourselves online, I was in love. I, I was, like you said, honeymoon phase. I was infatuated with this game. All I wanted to do was play this game day in and day out. But the more I played it, the more I realized it kept falling into the same category of repetitive bullshit that you see with a lot of top-tier fighting games. You, people go online and look up the best combos with the best character, they match that character with the the assist character and then boom that's it that's all you fight online and to me that got really boring really fast because i'm you know still new at the game i don't have the amount of time that other people can dedicate to it so i'm getting my ass handed to me by the same tiresome top tier characters either paired with cyrax or up until recently kung lao i agree with you on that and it just it got it got stale very fast I stopped playing online, I didn't care about Combat League, no matter how cool the skins were, I was like, eh, I'm good. Then the patches came out and I started playing online again, and it definitely feels like I'm winning more than I'm losing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, no doubt. Nah, I feel you, man. I feel like when you lose five times in a row to the same characters, same cameos, with five different people you're fighting online, I, I feel like it's, that kind of tells you there's a problem here. And, and you're absolutely right. It, it it shows that the game, this game got solved really fast. Um, I know like most people don't like to hear like this game is solved already because it's usually untrue. But I really don't feel like that's the case for Mortal Kombat One. I feel like Mortal Kombat One got solved like almost instantly. I think they had maybe a month of evolution, and then the best was apparent. Yeah, Kenji, Cyrax, Johnny Cage, Cyrax, Baraka, Cyrax. Just Cyrax, Cyrax, Cyrax. Yep. Um, but it's it's I'm I'm happy you brought up the invasions mode because I wanted to talk about that. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm a little disappointed in invasions mode. I thought oh, it's gonna be I thought it's gonna be this cool little RPG type mode where you you do different things and this and that and the other. Um, but it really it really isn't. You just kind of move across the board. You fight weak AI. Um. And, and that's it. They, they they give you like 
talismans and relics and stuff to boost your strength and things like that and do other funky things. But you don't need it. You never need them. I've never needed them. I've gotten past the last two invasions without really using um, talismans at all. Yeah, it... When I first saw the invasions, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Kind of kind of fun thing to maybe pass the time with. But I want to say literally after, like, I want to say the seventh or eighth fight, I was like, okay, this is absolutely boring. <laughs> this, this is just what it is now. Like, it's it, you're literally only playing, if you want the season character skins and stuff, that's the only thing you're kind of that's really it. playing toward. Um, I mean, it it, it, it it has potential. I'll give it credit there. It has potential. They just have to figure out, honestly, what they're doing with it. That's the other thing, too. True. Um, I mean, they are listening. Like, you you brought up the movement before. It is much faster. You're not just, like, trotting along super slowly between points. Now you can yeah. run much faster. So, like, like I, I still think we need to right. do better with that. I think, oh, yeah. I think we should have a complete teleport system where, like, you know, maybe if you clear a certain part of the map, they give you, like, a checkpoint. And you could just teleport to that checkpoint specifically. That'd Instead of like cool. the run, the running itself, I'm like, yeah, I was literally playing up until you uh, you jumped on, just to see like what other changes might have been that maybe I missed, and like it's cool, yeah, like the 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 motion thing is definitely a lot faster, but it's still godly annoying to watch. It's <laughs> it's so slow, and you know, it's the 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 fights get boring after a while, you know, because literally you could just literally do okay, I can do basic a combo to string a b combo and all right cool finish him all right finish him with either brutality or fatality all right done next match and i feel like i'm fighting through all of that stuff not using any talismans i'm hardly calling out my cameo characters to do anything that's true it, it just it, there's no real like i know that the ai eventually gets a little tougher but it's still it's still very manageable you don't have to use the the talismans or anything I feel like they they I feel like they changed it a little much where maybe now it's a little too easy because I feel like there was a point where like it was a little hard when you got to certain points because obviously the computers are using like all kinds of different um, talismans but for yourself I'm like eh, it's you could you could literally play this thing and not touch any of them I, yeah. I honestly I forget I have half of them I think the issue was with the like the first invasion where it seemed harder it was more like an artificial difficulty all the all the fights just had them just like covered in armor and shit it was just mad yeah. annoying that's the only yeah. reason it was hard and the only difference really is they took off the armor off of anyone but bosses so now yeah. you just plow through everyone because they weren't hard to begin with they just had armor on them yeah but they weren't really armor. doing anything Really not. They would just stand there. You would throw an attack. They would just happen to armor through it, and then they would hit you. But now that doesn't happen, so you just kind of plow through everyone. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I said, there's there's potential here. They could. I mean, who knows? Yeah. They, could, yeah. they could probably fix it up. But no, that's um, important. They have it has potential, and if they keep on this path of actually like taking like player feelings and not feelings, you know, you shouldn't do that, but like player feedback into account I, f I feel like invasions could be something pretty cool definitely i mean um it definitely seems cool with the uh like if you're if you're really trying to fight for a skin i mean it makes sense to me like i, I won't lie the scorpion skin was amazing I'm, I'm i'm completely mad i got so busy with working that i completely missed out on it damn 
I would have I would have loved to have that skin, but I did get a lot of the the skins for the other characters. So I got a majority of the ones I wanted. Um, season two was an absolute letdown. I, I did not like the Natara blood skins for everyone because yeah, all they yeah. did was just they they just painted everybody white and just oh they got blood out of their mouth oh they have blood out of their eyes. This is Mortal Kombat. They have blood all over them anyway. Like what's the difference? <laughs> that that is kind of true. It's weird that they even went with Natara after the Scorpion one and then the Sub-Zero one. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like they were trying to go with like a Halloween-based one. Which oh, I still shit, felt was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which I still felt, I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't really during Halloween. It was more in November. Like it kind of started near Halloween, but it wasn't like all the way through October. So it kind of felt like it was it was uh, like a weird like release. Um, and I feel like they could have picked other characters. They could have they could have done something different, but I mean, I get it. They Natara vampire, so ah, Halloween vampire. But the skins were just very lackluster to me, and I just didn't care because everyone was just either pale. They were pale with blood on their eyes, blood in their mouth, or like they just looked like uh like they just were sucked of all the blood they had in their system. I don't know. It just wasn't impressive to me. And I could give two shits about Natara. I don't like her character in this story at all. I don't. She's definitely become the the Ronda Rousey, Sonya Blade situation in this game, as to like the MK11 problems. That's um, true, and, and that's a disappointment because Mega Fox is an actual actress. Like they weren't wrong. I mean, it was weird that they would do it, but they at, they at least cast an actress to play their character. This is Megan's fault. This is Megan Fox's fault. She absolutely could have acted if she wanted to, and she didn't. Well, that, but I also have to give it to the, I have to give it to the game as well, because they should have, like, they, like, obviously, they're, they're listening to her reading the lines back, and they're just like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, we'll, that's, we'll, that's we'll go true. with that. That's true. The director definitely should have stepped in and be like, um, can you try? Please, just try a little bit. Listen, Baraka had more emotion shown in his character, with his tone, than Megan Fox did in the entirety of her character. At least Baraka, I'm like, his face is stuck a certain way, he can't really <laughs> change it, but I still see more emotion on my man's face than she does. And Baraka's down bad in this one, man. He's sick, he's gonna die. He's destined to die, bro, my boy. My boy. If, if he dies, I don't know, man. Maybe he might, like, I don't know, maybe he just, like, lives with Tarkov forever, I don't know. Yeah, was, maybe. Because most people are supposed to die pretty quick, but and he's 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 like he's been alive with it for a while. That's true. That's true. Um, so I want to talk to you since we're talking about you know changes in characters and and you know now that we're on back on the characters, I want to ask you. Um, I want to ask you this in our like speculation discussion about MK1. Mm -hmm. When we only had trailers and stuff to go off of. We talked about our favorite character designs. Now that we have the full roster and we're looking at it, we can see all the characters. Um, what is your your favorite character design out of all the characters in the series? Not in the series, uh, in this game. So we're just talking like not just character that I like, but just a character that I felt like their design just, it just exploded. Yes, yes. Not like, oh, I like Sub-Zero, so Sub-Zero looks the coolest. You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. All right, I'm gonna give you my top three. How about that? Because that's it's, it's gonna be hard to pick between these three. So I'm gonna okay. give you top three. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, one is Rain. I, I, I am in love with his design. Um, obviously still keeping the the, the ninja mask on, but.
but I just love the the high priest like garbs with the the staff that has like the little water ball on it. I, I just thought that was just, that's such a cool design. I don't play Rain at all, but I will tell you that his design is just absolutely fire. Um, I agree. He does look really cool. Let's see. T uh, second one, I'm going to get Melina, actually. Um, I think that, unlike Katana, which obviously, like, they've kind of shied away from the whole, like, overly sexifying a lot of the characters. Um, she f they found a way to kind of keep a good balance between her character while still being able to maintain that she looks... She still has, like, the moments where she looks human, and then obviously when the Tarkat takes over, she she looks very different because she has, like, the whole mouth-splitting thing. I like that, to be weirdly honest. Very, very, very Predator, and I like that it makes her look more unique than the other characters. Almost like her her case of Tarkat may be special, because obviously she doesn't fully appear like how, like, Baraka and the other Tarkats look. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to give the second one to Melina. Uh, lastly, I'm going to say Smoke. Um, I like the, I like the, the, the fact that he's not wearing a, a headpiece anymore, which is obviously the trait for a lot of the ninjas now. Like they're not all wearing like the headpieces, the, 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 like the hoods and stuff. Um, I like his design. I like the little hunter's knife that he carries around with him. Um, he also, his outfit, now that I look at it more, definitely has that hunter's look which I think is really cool because it definitely separates him from his brothers. Um, and also touches on the, uh, his past is that his family, they're hunters, so it kind of keeps that aesthetic going. But those are those are going to be my top three. I mean, I do like, I was going to say, I was going to throw Liu Kang in there, but to be fair, Liu Kang's um, outfit is very reminiscent to many of the other outfits he has. Uh, the only real difference between them now is that he has the glowing... Um, like obviously god power and stuff like that so it's still cool but i'm i'm gonna give it to those three you know that's respectable that's respectable those are all good choices i think those are all the same choices that you had last time and it's it's gonna be hard for me to even <laughs> say that i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give it to you a lot of the characters look really great like no, they, they look fantastic they really do um it's crazy because as far as character design especially redesigns i think the one that i would have to to give it to um is honestly ashra and i don't even Ooh. use i don't even use ashra at all and i didn't even use her back in the day but when you think about ashra the character what she looked like in the past and what her story was in the past and then you see ashra here you're like oh oh this is sick this is sick what they did with her and that's how i felt I was like oh this is sick what they did with ashra i'm not even i don't even really really care much about ashra but as far as the character design goes and what they decided to focus on with her design, given her backstory, I really liked it because she was in, in the old games. She was a demon trying to purge her soul, but she looked like a normal human and she was dressing. She dressed so boring. Maybe the most boring character design they've ever made. Like and I, I'm, not, I'm not even like being dramatic. Like, I really think like if you go back and look at Ashra, maybe maybe Dairu is the the most boring but ashra would definitely be a close second um but seeing her here like the way they shaped her face the markings on her face her eyes her like just the way she carries herself i just she, it's like in i don't want to call it uncanny valley but she's walking the line between a demon and a human and you can just kind of tell 
Like, she's really close to achieving her goals. She just needs to push just a little bit harder, and it kind of makes you appreciate her efforts right now, because you can tell, like, she probably looked way different, like, a hundred years ago in this story, and she's worked hard to look at this human. And that's something I could appreciate out of a character design. Uh, I can agree with that. Um, I can, I can, I can agree. I'm actually, I actually have the game up right now, and I'm actually looking at her character more, kind of looking at her design more. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I do, I do like it a lot. Um, I think for me, it's because she wasn't. I don't know. I, she, she's cool, but I never, I didn't really pay attention to her. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, so to flip the script, I got a question for you now. Yeah. What, yeah who her. do you think was the least impressive design redesign? <laughs> oh, like, least impressive redesign. Yeah, who, who, who do you feel like is like, everyone's got all these cool designs, and you're just like, wow, they did not give this character any love. <laughs> they, they did not cook here. Um, I, hmm, that's tough. I think, hmm. Uh, oh, no, this is actually mad easy for me, now that I'm looking at, not looking at it. Um, I gotta give it to Lee May. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> compared, compared to her goaded outfit before, uh, and you look at this, I'm like, yeah, there's no competition. Like, um, she's the most downgraded character, and it's crazy because they released her, her, her. Um, was it her deception costume? Yeah, they did. They, it was this. It was deception, and then they pulled it. Yeah, yeah, because it's out of the shop now. And, of course, it was less sexualized than it was back in Deception. You know, she was pretty much just kind of wearing an, an armor bikini. Um, But it looked that looked great. I thought she looked fantastic in Mortal Kombat 1 in that outfit. I'm like, I wish that was her default. Because her default in here compared to her default before, I'm like... And I'm talking about her default from Deadly Alliance, not from Deception. Like, going from Deadly Alliance to this outfit, I'm like, there's... Nah, nah, you, they did not cook with this design at all. Yeah, unfortunately to me, she's very... And and not to take anything away from the character, she is fun to play. I, I did get a, I get, I got to play as her a couple times. I know that Bontai plays as her on and off too. And I will say she's definitely a fun character to play. And I think that's what surprised me because I'm like, her, her general design is boring to me. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I I like how her her combat is like really heavy-handed. Yeah, that that's what, that's why I said it's so weird to kind of like feel so disappointed about that, because I'm like she looks so like plain. She looks like a civilian, not, and I think she that's does. what it bothers me. It she looks like she belongs in the character backgrounds as like one of the civilians that are watching the combats, but there's nothing to me that really stands out. Like when you look at like let's say. You know, obviously she's supposed to be part of the the royal guard and everything like that. You look at Tanya with uh, her her Ungadi outfits, and I'm like, she looks like like somebody that could stand out, like the the classic like spot the main character in like a crowd type look. And then you look at Lee May. I would have never known that she was gonna be a main character or like even like a an important character in the story. And I feel no. like that's they definitely fell thin on that, which is weird because like. You would think a character like Johnny Cage, who usually just wears like dress shirts and stuff like that, is like the, oh, hey, I wear no shirt or I wear a dress shirt and sunglasses. 
But I have to. I agree with you. It's definitely Lee May to me. I think saying Lee May looks like a, a civilian in this fighting game is the perfect explanation. I think that's exactly what I was trying to get at. She looks. Yeah. She looks like a civilian. She looks like a background character that you can play. Hundred percent. Um, I would have to. But her alternate costume in here, the the deception costume she had in here, uh, she looked great in that one. I wish I would have copped it. I really, really wish I would have copped it. Nether realms, if you're listening, put it back up. Please put it back me. up. Because I thought she looked great. Um, I think a um, a second and third, I would have to say for worst design. Um, who would I give it to? Um, no, not to say actually isn't even a competition. Number two, I would give to Sindel. I think she downgraded hard as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think Sindel got super downgraded with her default costume um, compared to you know what I'm used to with Sindel. I mean, it's not a bad costume. There's just something missing, and I think um, it's her face. I think her not having white eyes and dark lips, I want to say, um, really kind of makes it feel less powerful, if that makes sense. You know what? I can see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because she looks... Uh, and they, they probably went with, like, oh, she's motherly and queenly and royal. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I totally dig it. White eyes and, and dark... White eyes and dark uh, dark lips is, like, kind of evilish. But she's always... As we've known her, like, playable, She's that's always been, like, her thing. Katana didn't have it. Jade didn't have it. Melina didn't have it. Sindel had the white eyes. Out of the Adenians, she had the white eyes. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even think she had white eyes in MK11. Um, She had white eyes, I think, when she would fight. But I think that she actually had her pupils when she was, like, walking around. Okay. But I think, um... Sindel with white eyes, I think, is an, a, an incredible design. Which could be why, like, I, um... Not a fan of her no white eyes look, but that could just be me. That could just be me. Um, it could be a personal thing because I really don't don't think she had white eyes in um, MK11. That I'm thinking about it, and I thought she yeah, looked pretty good in MK11. There's still alternate designs that have uh, the white eyes in MK11, but yeah, she had her pupils then. Okay, I just I just looked it up. So, um, and then third, and this is what I'm not sure about is Reiko. Um, Reiko is the most just a guy character in this game on the way he looks but it's also in the way he fights too which is why it doesn't bother me as much he fights like he's just a guy he has yeah, the most, most down to earth fighting style in Mortal Kombat history He's there's nothing flashy he's just kicking you he's just punching you the most basic strings that you learn in karate or, or kickboxing or whatever. His his grapple, which I love, his pile driver pretty much. Um I love it. I, I love the move, but it's super basic. He just picks you up and drops you on your head. It kind of um, feels like he doesn't belong in the game. Like it feels like he belongs in like a Tekken game. Maybe that's what it, it is to me too. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Cause he's just so plain with the way he fights. He's effective. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I don't dislike it, which is why I don't really... Well, I'm not sure about him. I don't dislike Reiko and his design philosophy at all. Oh, he I don't like him. I, I don't like fighting him. He gets you don't like, oh, you I don't like fighting him. I'm not a fan of his. I don't like him. No, no, I feel that. I feel that. 
Um, but that's interesting. Um, um, what, what, what is yours? Uh, your other two. I think we both agreed on Lee May being the worst redesign. But what about your other two? Do you have, do you have two more? Um, so Lee May is definitely number one. Uh, she, she just takes the cake. Um, number two, if I had to go with a character that I felt like that didn't get an overly impressive design, uh, I'm gonna go with Havoc. Um, I feel like, I don't know, he just looks like Reiko, just with a burnt face. Because they have very, very similar designs. You know, slight armor on their bodies. They're very human looking. The only difference is that he just has, like, in front of his face missing. So, I don't know. I, I think that because of the way I've always seen Havoc look, because Havoc always had that, like, skeletal, like, cre creepy look, like, kind of almost like borderline zombie. I think in this one, it's like, okay, so he's just a dude with a burned face. Um, I'm not overly impressed. And I, I like I There was a one point in the, in the story where I kind of forgot that that is Havoc, where, like, you don't, you see him without his face burned, I'm not gonna lie, I kinda mixed him and uh, Reiko up a couple times. I'm like, is that Reiko? Oh, no, 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 no. Reiko, has, Reiko has the black on his eyes. That's the difference, that's the difference. He has the black, like, lining around his eyes. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my second one to Havoc. He he didn't really overly impress me. Um, third character. Hmm. Um, I would have to say... If, if I had to pick one, and, and this is only because if I have to pick one, I'm going to say Kenshi. And Kenshi? It, it's only because his character design is very reminiscent to, like, the other games. It's not really, like, too different. And I, obviously with a lot of characters getting a lot of, like, newer, more, like, like, flashier outfits and stuff. I mean, he's kind of just kind of still the same. But, and, and not in, like, a bad way, either. This is, again, this is, like, a, if I had to pick one. But that's, like, the only reason. Um, his design doesn't make him stand out to me as much as it, the other characters. He's still cool-looking. Um, I will say, like, I prefer his his alt outfit where he's fighting in the suit. Like, the, uh, like the, um, the Yakuza suit. I think that looks cool. Um, but other than that, I don't feel like that he... He doesn't pop to me like the other characters do. I feel like the only thing that makes him really stand out is just the amount of red on his outfit, and that's kind of it to me. I feel that I could I could see that they they took um, they they took a really safe route with Kenshi's new design. Yeah, and then, like I said, this isn't like a this isn't like a oh I hate him he looks terrible. Yeah, I just think like he could have gotten a better suit. That's yeah. that's my thing. Like when we look at again like let's let's use reptile as an example reptile to me i think if we pick any character that had the biggest glow up of like character design or thing like that i'm gonna give it to reptile the yeah, reptile is sick as fuck in this game the 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 fact that he can switch back and forth between going between his his natural form and his human form um the the design of his like with the whole like um reptilian tattoos and he has got it like all over his face and also in his arms um, he's also, you know, don't mind me saying, he's also very handsome. He's that a handsome is, man, yeah. That, that man is handsome. I'm like, God, Diesel, why did y'all make this man so pretty? <laughs> why he's so sexy? Oh, no, he's hot. Oh, no, he's hot. And his, the, even the voice, the voice is just, God, I'm going to gush over him. I'm sorry, but he looks amazing. And I think of any character that had, like, 
some real hard work and love put into him, it's definitely him. Especially, I can imagine how much time and effort it probably put just to being able to have him transform back and forth. That, that's that's got to be a lot of programming, a lot of work to do on that. Oh, no doubt. They didn't treat him how they treated Melina and MK11. Like, they heard the fans and said, all right, we got something cooking for y'all. Yeah. Check this shit out. How y'all like this? It's a good middle ground, too, because a lot of people, myself included, like his more human form. But some people like when he's more reptilian. And instead of just combining them into, like, a humanoid reptile, like with, like, MKX, which I didn't hate either. I don't hate it. Um, they just made him transform between them, which is like a, a full reptile and like a more human form, like with his moves and stuff. I thought I think that's so sick. That's just so fucking sick. Yeah, even like the, when you're fighting him and it's only parts of him that transform when he does certain attacks. I think that's such a cool. That's such a great design decision for the character. It is. It is. It is so cool. And I'm actually really excited for the the future, um, as far as stories go in this game in the series of new Mortal Kombat games um, because in Reptile's ending it's revealed that there are more people who can transform like him but they were being killed by something so it didn't get out they're keeping it a secret that this is normal yeah and so Reptile well, is not alone in this and they're like we don't I, know who it is I want to see his backstory more and I also would love to see Baraka's backstory because obviously we, I want to find out more about. Because Baraka had a family. That's what, what's wild to me. Baraka has a family. He has a brother out there somewhere that he also mentioned. And one of his, um, one of his interests when you're fighting another Baraka, he he mentioned he thinks that the the other Baraka is his brother. So I'm oh, like, Baraka has a, yeah. I was like, Baraka has a brother too. My man got a whole family. That's actually very interesting. I've never fought another Baraka with with my Baraka. So yeah, I didn't even, I've never even heard that. Yeah, it's a uh, so I'm I'm a I'm a big dork when it comes to this stuff, and I love looking up like videos of like the character intros and stuff because I I love the lore so much. I love no, I the, MK, the MK1 lore is also because it's all so fresh. I I want to learn as much as I can. Obviously, not even just for research purposes for the podcast, but for myself. And knowing that there's like when he mentions it, he's like he's like is that I can't remember the brother's name, but he's like is that you? And he says his brother's name, and he's all like. I got this from you and now you'll pay or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh, so he's got a brother out there. That's going to be cool because maybe we might see another Tarkatan character make a, an appearance in the game. Or maybe he might be prevalent to like the story somewhere else. Be interesting. It, it, that will be very interesting. It's because it's, it's exciting. These um, intros, because now we don't have to sit here and just be mad all the time because they keep retconning shit. We are kind of forced to take it at face value, but that's that's okay because this is like the new canon. So whatever they say can be true. We can accept it as truth. We don't have to be like, well, before you said this. It's not like MK11 saying, um, "Oh, I'm I'm the only only one left of my race" or whatever. And then we we go, wait a minute. This other character is saying at the same time that there's more of you and you yourself said in the game before this one that there's more of you how did you become the last one what's going on no no that's not your mom you didn't that's never been your mom before <laughs> what are you talking right. about like we don't have to deal with that bullshit that the retconny bullshit that mk11 hit us with like we can just enjoy what we're being told right now and that's super cool and super exciting and i love it 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a lot of characters that have completely rewritten backstories and more lore. Like, I want to learn more about Rain's background and who he is and why he, you know, like, well, we get, like, the gist of it, but I'd love to learn more about his entire background of, like, what led him to where he is. Um, even, even, um, Shang's, Shang's background. I would love to see what happened with him prior to everything. Like, how far along did he go from, like, this, like, minuscule merchant like how did he survive all these years um shao khan's family is we obviously get mentioned that his father was like a powerful general as well so my question is does that mean that shao's family still exists out there is there more of shao of, of uh shao's like other relatives out there so it means we get more of him oh um, uh, i i feel that my theory for where this story is going like overall i think we're going to see the rise of shao khan throughout this story I think, I think we're, we're definitely will. I think we're going to end up with an Emperor Shao Kahn at some point. Either an Emperor Shao Kahn, or maybe he like remember he's already the ruler of the uh, what's it called the Tavari uh, Tavari um like um uh, yeah, the Tavari Plains. So that's obviously an area far out in in Outworld, away from the the capital. So maybe he starts building his regime back in his home. And he becomes like that's where he starts to become like Shao Kahn instead, and then there now he's just going to go to war with obviously like uh, Melina and uh, Katana's family, which is interesting to see that Melina is actually like a good guy in this game. So we're going to see like how well she kind of holds on to that though. Will she eventually give in to the Tarkat and break away and become evil, or will she continue to fight it and still be a, a character that's good? I I like the the change in some characters i like the the fact that not everyone is still like oh well melina was evil so she stays evil in this one uh, or baraka was a henchman so he stays an evil henchman like it's just very interesting to see the factions and how they how now some characters are good some characters are bad and like where their alliances are really heading Nah, you're right. And that's what keeps it so um, enticing to consume even more. Because we don't know where anything is leading. Also, I would love to see when they're going to give us more information on... Um, like, wh how, what led to Liu Kang being where he is now? Because remember, that at MK11's like, ending, we got the Great Kung Lao. We saw him pick the Great Kung Lao as his champion still. And that's where we thought that this world was supposed to take place and was right there. But in reality, this is still, we're still like, like, like years into the future from that. Yeah, I, I don't know. That might have just been, they might have just like rolled that back, said never mind. Because I really don't think they started personally i don't think they started working on mk1 immediately after mk11 i think there was just a period of them doing nothing or they're working on something else and that got scrapped or mk1 was a team game and they just could not get that shit done in time possible because there's um, only one because there's a line where Liu kang and kung lao speak where he says like when will you when will the world know about my ancestor the great kung lao he's like the world is not ready for those stories yet so well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm interested. Yeah, so maybe there was a past. Maybe he really did go to Great Kun Lao first. 
but something happened. He died prematurely or something because there isn't a, a real Mortal Kombat tournament um, in this story. Yeah, not like it's just a friendly competition. Life. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a life or death where realms are at stake or anything. And with the way Liu Kang went back in MK11, you would have swore like he was preparing for another Mortal Kombat tournament when we come into Mortal Kombat 1 and there is no life or death Mortal Kombat tournament. No one gets killed. It's just like literally people fighting in Sindel's arena, uh, Sindel's throne room and that's the whole tournament. That's the, that's the Mortal Kombat tournament. I mean, maybe that could change now with so many different factions and realms starting to converge because obviously we have Nutara's realm. Um, I don't even know whose side she's really on anymore. Nutara. Obviously it, she's kind of like, oh, she's not part of Shao's factions anymore. I mean, as far as we've always known Natara, she's always just been Vaternus. He's always just been trying to help her realm. But in this in this game, vampires are just like thriving, I guess. Like she's Vaternus isn't merged with Outworld or anything like that, or it doesn't seem like it. Well, she does mention that her she is from another realm, and she does mention in a couple of her intro dialogues that they are that her realm is starving but but again they're bloodsuckers so right like starving like, starving for what is the question well blood they need blood like the, she mentions that she's going to take a couple of their warriors and use them for breeding for breeding. stock yeah but that and that that just raises the question what were they eating before vampires oh. don't feed on vampires what else is in Vaternus that they're eating that's true. I mean, it could be feeding on anything. I mean, obviously, there are some stories where vampires drink. It's just blood they drink. They could care less if it's, like, human or not. It's just blood. So, I don't know. Maybe they were eating animals at one point, and maybe there's just not enough. They ran out. That would be an interesting story. It's a shame I don't want to hear it. Exactly, because I don't <laughs> care about I don't care about the character. I'm just curious, of, like, because obviously, if, if Shao Kahn ends up becoming, I mean, like, a general Shao ends up becoming Shao Kahn on, in his own way, then, you know, obviously I would assume that the Mortal Kombat tournaments will end up turning into like what they were once before. Um, I would assume that maybe he probably does eventually get a hold of that soul energy and start to be able to like con conjure and kind of become the old Shao that we knew. I mean, everything, everything right now is just a base to build up on. Yeah, and that's what's exciting because anything could happen like we saw at the end of the story um where like a titan havoc showed up yep and that could be the havoc that we all know that could be a havoc from fucking armageddon yeah it's true like we don't even know where this havoc is coming from this could be like true chaos realm havoc as we know it and the one we have in mk1 is like intentionally a lesser watered down one because we're about to get real havoc or whatever yeah, that's that's a possibility. Or something. And that's exciting to talk about. I'm very excited for the, the future um of this game. Yeah. I, I hope that they just continue to to listen to some of the requests of the fans. Like obviously don't I don't expect them to listen to every last complaint we have. No. But like at least give us like like just hear us out when we when we're playing it. You know what I mean? L listen to our complaints about like certain modes and try to help improve on those. Like I said, invasions has a lot of potential. They could definitely improve and build up and get better. Um, we have crossplay being announced that's going to be uh, in February. So we'll be able to play across different uh, systems with each other. 
Yeah, that'll be cool. Though that should have released with crossplay. So I'm I'm like weirdly not as upset that it didn't release with crossplay because obviously with it being a complete reboot, they probably were like concerned like I wonder how many people are really gonna jump into this game with the like you know the flop that was 11 you know what i mean right well uh, i'm i'm not sure about that because when on release this game was really buggy and broken and things were labeled wrong That's um true. um captions were off so many glitches the game just didn't feel done and in a way it still doesn't feel done but it's 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 less it's less so than it was um it's less incomplete than it was before no, I agree um, with that. So, so, but, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, uh, not agree, I uh, believe, I wholeheartedly believe that by the end of Mortal Kombat 1's life, this game is going to be a, a fucking banger. This shit's going to be so tight by the end. If they keep, if they keep up with what they're doing now to improve it, I think MK1 could be something special, to be honest. As long as they, um, they keep this up, they keep improving the cameo system, they keep working on their balancing, bring... Because this, this is one of those games where it's so fucked up that you really shouldn't be focused on nerfing things. You just need to make the rest of the characters be able to be fucked up too. And then everyone could have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now that um talking about fucked up characters, I want to talk about the balance of the game. We've been kind of um dancing around it of the playable characters. We talked about the cameos already. Now, um, this might just be me because I'm, I'm, um, a little bit more tapped into like the competitive scene. I imagine between the two of us. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but when it comes to say like tiers, most players don't play at a high enough level to where tier lists even matter at all. Um. Most of the time, people are most in most fighting games. The majority of players are lower ranked, and there's no no problem with that whatsoever. Are just like lower ranked players. They play for fun. They like the characters. They like the presentation. They like the way it feels. Um, so they just kind of play for fun. They don't have any competitive aspects, which is totally fine, totally valid. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and for players like that, tier lists really don't matter. Because they're just in there, they're jumping in, they're just like doing things. So they can be playing the best character in the game, but if they run into a good player using the worst character in the game, they're still going to lose because they're just playing differently. They have different intentions with the game. Mm -hmm. um, however, I say all that um, because Mortal Kombat 1's balance, at least it was before this patch actually upgraded some cameos. Um, we'll see how that plays out in the long run. But before that, let's say before this this last patch, um, the balance was so off that I truly, truly believed that the top tiers and the bottom tiers weren't even in the same game. They weren't even playing the same game. There were things the top tiers could do that even a new player at the game would go, why can't I do that if they're using... A, like a lesser uh, a lower tiered character like say say take me for example i play reptile when i'm fighting characters like kenshi or johnny cage or 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 um, raiden or anyone like that i can just go why can't i do that why doesn't my overhead launch why is my overhead slow 
Why don't I have any mix? Where's my pressure? Um, and, and, and I feel like people who aren't even as tapped in to competitive um, probably feel that way. They just don't really know how to articulate it. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I just can't beat... I just can't beat Johnny Cage. And I don't know why me playing... Who's bottom tier aside from... Well, while, while I'm playing Sub-Zero, who's considered the worst character in the game, why can't I beat Johnny Cage? Why can't I beat Raiden? I'm playing my hardest. And it's like, sorry, you just can't. And that should never be like an op that should never be like something that happens in a fighting game where no matter how hard you try, you just can't. You feel me? I feel that with special when I fight Raiden's. That that's a hundred percent. I'm not gonna lie, as soon as you mentioned those characters, I was like, oh, let me guess, he's gonna mention Raiden, Kenshi. And fucking Johnny Cage. And sure enough, you mentioned all three. There you go. All three. They're, they're the ones they're, like ripping it up. It's uh, what is it? I think uh, in the tier list, I think it's what Johnny Cage and Kenshi are like the top. And then it was also I think like uh, what it's Raiden and then probably like Kung Lao or, or uh, Liu Kang. Um, yeah, I mean that's not that sounds about right. Maybe there's someone else up there. Um, I think Ashra. I've seen a lot of Ashras in tournaments. I think Ashra might be up there now. I think people finally opened her up, see what see what she can do. Found the right cameos for her. Um, but 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 regardless, like my point, my point really is that in this day and age, and this is probably why it's so jarring. In this day and age, fighting games have become so balanced that Mortal Kombat One kind of feels like an old fighting game with its balance right now. If you ever play like an old fighting game, there are characters who literally cannot compete within the meta of the game. With like what makes a character strong, they just literally don't have it. You need a you need an overhead in the middle of your string. You don't have it. Well, <laughs> you're mid tier at best. Um, but with that being said, if they keep this up, some of these bottom tier characters like Scorpion. Like Sub Zero, like Reptile, which honestly having those three being your your bottom three characters is fucked up. That is fucked up. That Sub Zero, Scorpion, and Reptile are the worst characters in this game. Nah, I can I, I can agree with that. Um, but having maybe eventually they'll be able to compete hardcore, like be able to carry themselves and not have to rely on cameos. While the top tiers could probably play without cameos and still dominate. That's how strong they are. You can never hit the cameo button with some of these characters and you'll be fine. Yeah, that was literally me whenever I fought a fucking Ra a Raiden. Especially a Raiden um, for compared with, um, uh, what's his name? Cyrax. Cyrax, yeah, because everything that's supposed to be unsafe is now safe. Yep. Yeah. Something tells me they didn't do full, they either didn't do full like balancing checks when they were making the cameos or their intentions were to make this game fucking crazy. And just, there's just like a lot of weak characters like by accident. They just accidentally made a lot of underpowered characters when they were trying to make shit overpowered. Which honestly, that the latter feels more real to me where characters were just accidentally kind of weak because I didn't really know how the game would play out in the in the end, like how it is now. I guess it's uh, it's one of those things I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we live in this time right now where unfortunately, like, <laughs> it's extremely rare 
that we get a game on release and it doesn't already have like a, a freaking like 15 to 20 gig update as you get home. <laughs> as you and, get home. <laughs> That's true. And it's like, you know, it's it's weird because like, we obviously we grew up in a time where like literally like the games came, when the games came out, they were done. Like they were done. Because obviously there was no way to remotely patch them or do anything. Back when you were playing on like, uh, you're, you know, whether you're on Super Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, even original Xbox, you know? And then once we started getting to, like, those 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 games that are connected to the internet from the PS3 to the Xbox 360, then we started seeing those, those updates that we were like, oh, we just bought this game, and now we have to wait, like, another, like, 15 to 20 minutes just to jump into it. Um, or just a game that just does not feel complete. Like, to me, I have flashbacks that when anyone says that, to, to Street Fighter Five. Ooh, God, that was I I traumatic. bought that game on release the day it came out. Pop that fucker in, and I immediately looked at the character screen and noticed why are some of these characters' arms going through other characters' models even just at the select screen? Where's the <laughs> arcade mode? Where's the story mode? Why is everything broken? And then Capcom goes. Oh, by the way, we'll fix the game in a couple months. And offered no type of, like, reimbursement or anything like that. Like, uh, what was it? Like, Cyberpunk had that problem where, like, people were actually able to get their money back. I bought Street Fighter Five and I didn't get my money back. So, uh, thanks, Capcom. But, but yeah, back to your point. It just, it just feels sad that that is where we live now. But, I mean, at least, like, I will say that, you know, like we said before, at least they're starting to fix and pa patch and balance things as things are coming out so hopefully like you know maybe in like a little more like a couple more months we'll see those like those patches and balances that need to be done to help like keep certain characters alive and going so that way they're not just you know we're not seeing just the same four characters at every tournament especially i love watching tournaments I don't like watching tournaments when it's the same characters fighting the same characters over and over. I feel you. I feel you. And that's like an issue you run into when you're you're watching a, a tournament on a late game, like this past EVO with Mortal Kombat 11, where the Grand Finals was Fujin versus Fujin. Yeah. It's not, it's not exactly MK11's fault, it's just like a game in the late stages. Yeah, once you start seeing all those mirror matches, you just don't care. I'm yeah. just like, I'm good, I'm done, I don't need this, thanks. It's like watching a modern Ultimate Marvelous Capcom. I actually know because people started experimenting like crazy. No, they didn't. Never mind. I remember what Grand Finals looked like. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Um. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Yeah. Um. The balance is pretty much. Um. My biggest concern for the game right now, because the gameplay is smooth and it's fun. When you're just kind of like in a more casual setting, you know, you don't, you're not trying to sweat or anything. You're just like having fun with your characters. It's a very fun, very kinetic, very smooth game. On the opposite of what MK11 was, which is, I think, what they were going for. They got so many, uh, so much criticism for how slow and plotting MK11 was compared to like MKX and Nine, especially Nine. Yeah, you're um, MKX was such a great game. MKX was a great game. I love MKX. Um, MK1 is a great game also. I'm very I'm very fond of this game. It's 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 had its issues. If they didn't patch 
if they didn't like start fixing the things i might have fallen off because i went like about two weeks maybe of not playing mk not even wanting to play mk not even because i was busy it was just boring and then i went back to it when they upgraded all these cameos which may be how they intend on balancing the characters if you have multiple different cameos that can do stuff do do different things then you could play different characters because you can actually patch their holes but when the, all the cameos except like three of them were weak and you were just nerfing yourself by playing them by, by playing the other cameos then you couldn't really use characters that didn't benefit from um any cameos like that like if you didn't benefit from Cyrax as Reptile, then the fuck were you going to do? You weren't going to compete. You had to find someone else. And I think that's the one thing that kind of makes me like think like I hope they do fix more things because you don't want to like everyone has a character that they end up growing fond of. Like obviously like for you and me, we love Reptile. Another character I love, Sub Zero. You love Baraka. Like we want to see those characters. Like we like those characters, and we would like to be able to play those characters and continue like on learning more about them. Instead of like having to be like, well, if you want to play online, you actually want to do well. Uh, you're gonna have to go with the meta of like whatever the top tier uh, top tier characters are. So at that point, you're just playing a bunch of mirror matches with like other people online and just figuring out who can get off the the more um, like well known Luke Kang combo, you know, than the other person. You know what I mean? No, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. And then it's just like, and it's just boring. It's just dull. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love. I play Liu Kang too. I love Liu Kang. I, I was one of my first mains in the in the series. But at the same time, it's like I don't like. You know, he he was he kind of was like a backup for me. Like he was kind of like, oh, I like still playing as him even now. But I didn't want to go out of my way super crazy to play him in this game right away because I wanted to play a lot of my other characters. That I was like, okay, cool. I like these other characters. I really want to play them first, and then like eventually learn him. But it's like, I don't want to, like, sacrifice loving one character just to be like, all right, cool. Well, I want to keep up with the, like you said, like the, the the tier list and be like, all right, cool. I want to be able to compete in combat league and get some wins. And let me just pick Raiden and just spam the same combos that everyone else is doing online. Bro, you, you, you spit in facts right now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's been fags right now, man. This is why we're friends. <laughs> um. So, do you do you have any topics that you wanted to discuss on this episode? Well, obviously, we talked about everything that's currently right now. Yeah, that's currently. Well, I guess. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you, if for we obviously already have the the next character pack about to be released, like you know whatever characters we're gonna get, we already know. Homelander, uh, we already got Omni-Man, we have Peacekeeper, Takeda, Aramak all coming. Yeah. Um, now, for the next pack, is there any characters you have a wish list on? Like, top two characters you would love to see just make a grand return? Ooh, that's hard, because Reptile and Baraka are already in the game. Um, and Chameleon is a cameo. Um... Maybe like male chameleon as a playable character since female chameleon's already a cameo. Um okay. hold, on, hold on, let me like scratch my brain. There's gotta be a better answer. Um the male chameleon. No, I, I am a big fan of male chameleon. Actually, nah, fuck it. Male chameleon's definitely one of them. I've always been a fan of male chameleon. I used him so much that when we used to play trilogy at the Boys and Girls Club, I would pick Chameleon 
um, all, all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my um, uh, older friends there, he was in high school or something, and I was in middle school. He started calling me Chameleon Man. <laughs> I like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. So male chameleon is fine. I, w I I would love to see male chameleon come back, or chameleon of any sort. But male chameleon just has more ninjas to work with than female chameleon. Um, who has two, and then they always give make Tanya the third chameleon. Okay. Okay. Or Jade. I'm sorry. So they have he has she has three. She has Jade, Katana, and Melina. And sometimes they have Tanya, just like how they did in Armageddon. Um, but I would want male chameleon. But I feel like they can make him super interesting. Um, and then... Hmm. Second one will be hard. I think... I think... Now, don't laugh at me when I say this. No, throw it out there, throw it out there. I want to see Dramin come back. <laughs> oh wow! I yeah. would have expected that, but hey, yeah. I want to see Dramin come back, and here's why. I think a cool meta for Dramin is I think he can have a meta where he takes his mask off and becomes feral, and he can put his mask back on and become normal. Okay, no. I think that could. I think I think Dramin, especially in this new timeline where they could do literally anything they wanted with Dramin. I think Dramin has a lot of potential to be something super dope. A playable Oni. Um, he has a club for a hand. Um, but, and his mask helps him control himself. But he can take the mask off, become a feral Oni. Maybe it could be like an install. You know, you can start, like how Kenshi summons his spirit. It drains mm -hmm. the cameo meter. Maybe he can take off his mask, become stronger, and it drains the cameo meter. So you're doing all these crazy feral drama and shit, but you can't call cameos because your cameo bar is draining because you're in your feral mode. I think drama could be... I think drama could be really sick. And he could throw flies and shit at you. That shit's cool. <laughs> it fits into the, uh, the silliness of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, so... There's always been a silliness of this game, and you, you gotta... I feel like that's one of the beauties of this game. Always. And you know what? That's what I can say about Mortal Kombat 1. They got him back on track with fan, like, having actual fan service that people like and enjoy and go, Hey, I know that. That's cool. Whoa, he just fucking, Reptile just quoted himself from from the actual Mortal Kombat 1. That's, that, that's, that's cool. Um, and, and Mortal Kombat 11 didn't really have that much actual fan service. Yeah, um, but what Mortal Kombat 1 doesn't do is take itself too seriously. And I feel like even Mortal, going back to Mortal Kombat X, I feel like Mortal Kombat started to take itself a little too seriously, especially when it started focusing on special forces. They started to take themselves way too seriously. It's like, hold on, relax, <laughs> calm it down, guys. You rem remember who you guys are. Nah, yeah, really. <laughs> um... But yeah, yeah, back on, on track, I think my uh, my two choices are Chameleon and Drummond. Uh, how about right. yours? So, first one is Nightwolf. Ooh, I would, love to, see, I would love to see what Nightwolf would be like in this game. With everything being the way it is, um, my curiosity would be number one, so st story element stuff. Because Nightwolf is connected to the spirits, my question is because he, in a sense, he's connected to a higher existence. So... 
would he be aware that this is a new uh, a new realm like a new timeline and this isn't just a different realm like will he have past knowledge of like other things because each night wolf is supposed to possess the knowledge from a previous night wolf so i think that would be really cool as far as the story also the gameplay i, I would love to see how he would play in this game especially with incorporating his tomahawk into a lot of his combos i think he would be so fun um yeah. I, I would like to see him as a character not a cameo not a cameo yeah 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 i just was assuming that you were asking about playable characters yeah so nightwolf um second is i would love to see uh cyrax but like human cyrax oh a human cyrax that'd be cool so we had obviously human cyrax for a little bit in mk9 but it was just a skin um so he he wasn't really it was obviously eventually becomes he becomes cyber so you know whatever like that i would like to see a humanoid cyrax because obviously this is before any of the cyber initiative stuff obviously we see bits of it being teased when um you when at the end of uh sub-zero's uh ladder um ending it it's clear like he started to kind of lean into the cyber initiative um not fully there yet but i would love to see because they've already been name dropped as he already name dropped sector and cyrax I would love to see Cyrax as like an actual human character first, uh, because I feel like that was that's such a missed opportunity. It really is for both of them. Like like even if they play slightly similar to their cybernetic versions, like I want to see a human version or even or just be able to play as them again. Like it was a big freaking tease in MK11 when we got to play. Uh, we fought against Sector and Cyrax in the story mode. But they were never incorporated in the game. Never. And it felt like it didn't make any fucking sense. How are you gonna have me fight the character? Literally show me the character has <laughs> a complete move set. And so I can't have to play as him. So I'm gonna ask you this. Um, minor question. Would you prefer not prefer, but how would you feel if they had Sector and Cyrax have actual real names? as opposed to having Cyrax and Sector be their real names. Since, come on, Cyrax and Sector are robot names. Those are shit you would name a robot. That's not what you would name a person. Maybe, I mean, I guess it would go either way for me. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I just assume that maybe that's still considered, like, code names. Because obviously, like, Sector and Cyrax were name-dropped in the game, so... Uh, by Scorpion. Because Scorpion does mention to Smoke that he was like, oh, well, we can... We could go back and have the other members of the Lin Kuei join us against uh, Bihan, and he was like, "No, Sector and Cyrax would have no—they would never betray Bihan." So, I would assume that they're already just named those things, which is fine. But like, they could incorporate something with that. So maybe they have cybernetic enhancements. You know, maybe like you know, Sector has like a robot arm or something, or you know what I mean? Like, give me, give me like a what's what was his name? Uh, the Bionic Commander guy uh, from Spencer. And, uh, Spencer, like, yeah, like, give them, like, maybe cybernetic enhanced power or, or like, gadgets on their bodies to kind of give them more of that cyber feel so you don't have to completely turn them into robots. But, I mean, if they were to come in and, like, Sector was like, oh, my name is blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm still fine with that. That's That but, was, like, what I wanted to know. Since you wanted them to be, like, human, like, in their human forms, would you want them to have human names, too? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, obviously, they're code names, so I would assume that. Because, obviously, Sizoth's code name is just Reptile, but 
you know, he has a real name, so. No, I dig that. But it's just Sector and Cyrix, have, we'd never heard what their real names were, which is why I was, wanted to know if you cared to actually be told what they were by the developers. I would love to know. Yeah, that they have real names. Like, please tell me, please, please, where are the tell me. <laughs> because I'm sorry, like, when like I saw them in the human forms, and you know, you see Cyrax, he's from Botswana or, or something, or I think Botswana, and uh, Sector is still Japanese, Chinese, uh, Chinese, Chinese, and they were just Cyrax and Sector still. I'm like, okay. But we knew Smoke's name, like that's when they started calling him like Tomas, and we knew Bihan and Kwai Liang, but we we were still calling these people Sector and Cyrax. Yeah, really. Hell, I mean, freaking give us like a, you no, know, give us a one of the characters like you know like what like um. That eventually becomes like Tundra, like maybe somebody else becomes Tundra. Oh yeah, since be obviously since a Scorpion be obviously is. Bihan, I mean not Bihan, um, Kwai Liang, you know, I wonder who becomes Tundra. Fuck it, make Frost Tundra. I, I would be okay with that. My yeah, question is, what's gonna, where is she, where are her alliances gonna be? That would be my question. Frost alliances are always with Frost. <laughs> no matter who she teams up with, Frost comes first. Frost comes first. Um, yeah, and Nightwolf, when you brought up Nightwolf, um, I think the coolest part about his gameplay MK11 was the fact that he was summoning spirit animals. I thought that yeah. was mad sick. I wish those were like better. My man had my man had cameo characters before cameo characters were a thing. <laughs> For real, I just, I just thought that was cool. And if they were to bring Nightwolf back, I would really want them to like do some like spirit animal stuff with them. Yeah, that would be great. A cool concept for a character like Nightwolf, who's in so in tune with he was so in tune with the spirits that he had he was called in Raiden by his spiritual name yeah and I think that's such a I think a, his character just being incorporated in any way would be really really awesome because like I said from just the storyline elements to the gameplay like I I just feel like he would be such a great addition obviously we have characters that know how to use like a like a um, like a spiritual summoning system because you have Kenshi that already does that. So it's like you could have characters with similar abilities. Just try to make sure that they're a little more unique so they're not like just a clone character of that character. Uh, I feel you there big time because that could easily happen by accident. Yeah, but I feel like in this game, like the, the beauty of it is obviously no character feels like the other character and, you know, we could still see a difference. So I feel like they, they would do a good job with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly believe we're going to see all the characters we named eventually in this game. Maybe. I did say Chameleon and Dramin. You never know, bro. You never know. <laughs> um, But yeah, you know what? We, we touched on a lot of good things here, uh, but we should probably start wrapping up. Um, so just, just, to, just to wrap it up, um, on the, the initial launch, where, where we are at with MK1 right now, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it so far? So far, not like completely, but like so far. I'll give it a solid like. With everything we're seeing so far, maybe like a seven point five out of ten. That's crazy. I was going to give it a seven out of ten, not a seven point five, but I was going to give it a seven out of ten. I give it a. I give it the extra point five only because of the updates to kind of like help 
push past a lot of those things. Um, I feel like they there's still a lot of work that needs to be done with not even just the character balances. Working on the um, the invasion modes is definitely a thing. They need to do. They need to kind of incorporate something that makes it more worth wanting to play. Like I get the the character skins are really good, like they're fun and and everything. But like especially like how we had last season, um, I felt like I had no I had no initiative to play this season of Blood at all because it's like I'm gonna torture myself for skins that I absolutely don't care about. <laughs> Versus, like, at least, like, you know, even, like, Scorpion's, like, season, I, I don't play Scorpion in this game, but I was like, bro, that skin is fire. No pun intended. And, like, everybody else's character skins were very, very cool. And season of, uh, the season of the Cryomancer, again, same thing. I think that a lot of the character skins are cool, and I'm going to play through it. But it kind of makes me feel like I'm forcing myself to play through it. So... I definitely feel like they need to make some enhancements to make me feel like I should play through it. Um, but I feel like once they start fixing those things up, who knows? Maybe that score will grow up. But uh, like I said, 7.5. 7.5. 7.5? That's good. That's a good answer. I think that's fair. For now. I mean, it can either go up or it can either go down depending on what they decide to do going they forward. Add more they add more shit for Natara. I'm going to give it a, a negative. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's bad. The game is still mad young, so um, they have plenty of time to fix and improve things. Definitely. So, but but I have high hopes. I really, I really do. Like, I don't. I'm not doom and gloom about the game. Sure, I fell off for a little bit, um, but where I'm at with it now, I think I think they might be onto something, onto something here if they really um focus on it. They said they want to support it for like three to four years, which is double the time as usual. So who knows, man? This game could become huge definitely but let's let's keep it up guys let's keep it up yeah man well do you have any other questions or concerns i am tapped out my friend hell yeah i'm also tapped out so i want to thank you for coming on this podcast with me today and i hope to get you on to talk about the story of mortal kombat 1 next time you already know I'm there. You already know. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's been the episode. I want to thank all of y'all for sticking around and listening to our ramblings and rants about fighting games. You guys are so loyal to keep coming back and listening, even when I be taking six, seven month breaks sometimes. Um, But we have more to come. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. He's been Lobo Berry Crunch. Yay, yay. I've been Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you on the next one. The answer lies okay. in the heart of battle.